and, and grab a seat. Um, man, I just I so appreciate what CC said at the beginning of that song, where I, I, I do think it's really easy for us as we gather together on Sundays for worship to have a tendency to go through the motions, and we don't really think about the significance of the words to the songs that we sing and things like that. And as, as we were singing that last song, I just couldn't help but think about our brothers and sisters in Ukraine who are singing to God in praise of God in a different way than we have ever experienced. I mean, we do go through difficult times, difficult seasons, and some of you are in the midst of that right now, and I don't want to dismiss that, but yet at the same time, like when you do not know what tomorrow is going to bring, and the only hope that you have is Jesus, I think it changes something about the way that you worship. Um, and I have a few friends who have gone to Ukraine on missions trips, you know, over the years and things like that, and so they have right? Friends, people that they know um, and have ministered alongside and, and, and to hear things that are happening um, is just truly incredible that in the midst of all, the, all that is wrong in the world, God is still at work. Um, and and I, I think that's a, just a great reminder for us, man. Like as we think about these things that we have sung this morning, like the reality of them when there is nothing else other than the hope that we have in Jesus. Um, and may that be something that is transformative in terms of our faith and, and, and all of those things. Um, some really cool stuff is happening. Um, I want to let you know that uh, this morning is the second preview service of our Spanish congregation, Lugarde L. And so they are getting ready to launch weekly services um, as we get into the Easter season, and so they're having their second preview service, second worship service today, and so it's really exciting for them. Um, if you are a guest with us today, and I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, my name is Bill, and it's my privilege to serve as the lead pastor here at the table, and so if you are a guest with us, we are excited to have you worship with us this morning, and um, we would absolutely love to connect with you, and the easiest way to do that is to have you text the word welcome to 817-755-1668. Um, and we'll send you a digital guest card because we want to find out how we could potentially serve you and your family. And so um, for those of you who are here, thanks for being here. For those of you who are watching online, thanks for watching online um, as well. You know, something that we all know is true about life is that life is full of transition and change. Like that's the one constant about life is change. Um, and I feel like, I don't know, I... I, I I hope that I do okay with change, but there's a big part of me that says, man, like, why can't things just be the same forever? Um, but that's not the way life works. And so this morning, um, I need to let you know about a change that is taking place on our staff. Um, as our student pastor, Wayne Pimpton, um, he's going to be leaving our staff to take a role at another church. Um, I was at a conference this weekend and with several pastor friends, and we were just kind of talking about things that are happening in our churches and stuff like that, and I was letting them know, you know, we were going through this transition, and somebody said, like, how do you feel about this? And I was like, man, honestly, I don't know. I, I, I'm struggling. Because Wayne and Shaley, like, they're, we talked about this in our staff meeting, it's like, 
Like they, they have been our, our family for the last, gosh, I don't know, five, six years, however long um, Wayne has been on staff with us. And so, like, we feel like it's going to be a big loss for our church. Um, great opportunity for Wayne, and we're excited about what God is, is leading him into, but yet at the same time, I mean, it's hard for us. Um, and so I would ask that you pray for us um, in the midst of this transition. Pray for Wayne and Shaley, too, as, as they take that step. Um, so just in, in terms of timeline, to let you know that, uh, actually next week is going to be Wayne's last Sunday with us. Um, he's going to continue to be here. Wayne and Shaley will be with us on Wednesdays for uh, another month or so. Um, I think uh, March the 23rd is going to be his last Wednesday. And so um, just praying for a good, smooth transition into um, whatever things look like. And so, okay, so here's what we're going to do today. Um, we are going to pause our study on Abraham. Um, and I'm going to ask Wayne to come and basically what Wayne's going to do this morning is just kind of share where he's been and where God is taking him. I don't, we didn't talk like super specifically about um, what God has laid on his heart this morning, but um, he is going to share with us. Um, and so again, we just so appreciate Wayne and his ministry and, and Shaley and um, we love their family. And so I'm going to just pray for Wayne because I, I can imagine how, how hard it is going to be for him over the next 25 minutes or so. So let me pray for him. Father, um, again, thanks for your love and your grace. And, and I, um, man, I just I pray for Wayne in these next few minutes um, as he shares with us that you would speak through him and speak to us um, as he just shares just the work that you've done in his life and are doing in his life as well. And um, God, I just pray for just your blessing upon him and his future ministry and, and all that you have in store for him. Um, we ask all these things in the name of our Savior, Jesus. Amen. I don't know if this is going to last 25 minutes. I was going to pray, so then, you know, I could have some runway here, so it wouldn't be as awkward as it is right now, but he already did that. So, uh, about six years ago, one of the hardest things that had ever happened to me um, and my family um, happened. I was on staff at a church, a church that I had um, loved and kind of known and grew, grew up in, kind of, in a way. And about six years ago, I had uh, just something really hard. I had a church hurt happen. Um, somebody that was on staff at the church uh, made a decision that our ministry philosophies were different, and so we couldn't move forward in partnership together. And it was really tough. It was really kind of out of nowhere, and it, I mean, it hurt. Um, my wife, we had just found out that she was pregnant with our first child, and and I knew that God had called me to lead people and love people and to serve his bride on staff at a church. And they had given me certain gifts that would be uh, good and to, to be a part of. And I was just so confused and so hurt. And I remember thinking, like, I don't know if I can ever do this again. I don't know if I want to. I don't know if, 
Like I knew I would still love God and still serve him, but I didn't know if I could ever do so at, uh, on staff at a church again. And fast forward a few months, our son is born and there's, he's actually four days old and I'm sitting in this blue rocking chair in our living room and my wife is uh, like laying on the couch resting and I get a phone call and uh, it was weird because this guy on the other end of the phone said, I know your wife and I'm literally looking at my four day old son and I turn and look at my wife and I'm like, man, this is not, not the best start to the conversation. And so in my head, I was like, like in my head, I was like, start over. Like you, like this is not, and he was like, uh, I used to teach and coach at Keller Central and she was one of my students. And uh, I'm calling because I work at this church called The Table and we have an opening on our staff we need a youth pastor. And for years I had done that um, earlier in uh, my career in ministry, I had done that. And uh, this job that I was, that I had just gotten through doing was, I was a young adult pastor and I didn't know if I would like want to work with students again. I didn't know how many more Wednesday nights I had in me or how many more camps I had in me, but I just knew uh, something that I've always thought is when the Lord presents an opportunity and you go and you meet with people and you talk to them. And so I sat with uh, Bill and Melissa and Blake um, at the Beacon and uh, we had this interview, and it was going really good, uh, and then all of a sudden the food came, and I don't know if you've ever been around Bill when he's eating, but he gets really laser-focused on food, and so I'm sitting here thinking, like, this is going good, and then all of a sudden he's, like, just finishing his hamburger in, like, 37 seconds, I think the record that he set, but I'm just like, man, this guy's, I mean, he's either really hungry or he's just really, like, just intense when he eats, but, but I, uh, I remember just walking away just thinking, like, and hearing the mission of the table to lead people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus. And like, honestly, if you're a believer in Christ, like that is all that we are ever called to do is to help other people get to know this Jesus that we know and love and for them to hopefully say yes to him and then us to walk with them on this journey of faith. And so I, I just remember thinking like, man, I, God, I don't know if this is what you have for me, but if it is, we'll walk through it. And we'll do so faithfully. And so we said yes to joining the staff of the table. And just to be quite honest with you, the first, few, the first year and a half was, was rough. It was different than anything that I ever experienced. I walked in on a Wednesday night, our first Wednesday, and there were 11 kids in the room. And I praise God for those 11 kids in the room. But like I was just like, and, and look, this is not, if you are this, like I'm not like making fun of. I know that I may have in the past but I'm not today, but like there were in my, like there were like homeschool kids and like private school kids. And I'm, I was so for our kids, but everywhere that I went, like I was like, and there's a, there's a, you know, a big high school right there. And everywhere that I've ever gone, and I believe the reason that I was brought on staff here was to go after the kids in the schools, in our public schools, the one that we, we can literally see from our offices. And so I just remember walking in and just thinking, okay, God, like, this is different than anything that I've experienced. And it, was, it took a while for us to build any real momentum and to, to win students over to the Lord. And, and, and I just remember, I'm just so, I'm so thankful for the faithfulness of those students who came. Uh, there were two, two girls that I just, I just when they, they, they were a part of the student ministry when I first got here, 
And I just knew, like, man, that they could be used by God in such mighty and big ways, but we just didn't have the, the setup yet for it to happen. And I just was like, man, I just hope and pray that they stick with us. And they did, and they faithfully served and even came back and, and served as, as young adults, one of them. And so I'm just so very thankful for that time and that season. But there, after that year and a half of just doing ministry and just asking the Lord, and we, I would come into this, not to this room, because this room wasn't here, but into the uh, kids' worship space on Mondays, and I would just pray, and I would just ask God to send us students, unapologetically to make this room, make us outgrow this room, because I wanted students to know who Jesus was. I wanted them to understand his love and his truth for them, and that he was for them, and that, and that, that, he, that there was a place for him in, the, in his family. And I remember just honestly, if I'm being transparent, a couple years in, just getting to the end of my rope and thinking, I don't know if I can do this well anymore. I began to be really introspective and just think, man, I'm, I'm old, my hair's gone, well, it's been gone. The students continue to make fun of me for it, and I'm just like, I don't know if I'm, if I'm as influential as I want to be in this role, and I never wanted to be, just fill a space, just to fill a space. But I continue to pray and just ask the Lord to send students. And I'll be honest with you, I am still, I have made it this far because God answered a prayer almost three plus years ago. And he sent like two specific students that changed the trajectory of our ministry and changed the trajectory of our church. These two students came in in a space where, man, I just, they just, they just fell in love with the Lord here. And I had the opportunity to lead them to Jesus and and it just began to spark in me, and I just began to challenge and equip them to go and to win their friends and to tell their friends about Jesus. And they took that mantle, and they went out, and they just brought people back with them by the grace of God. And I don't say this for, for, uh, for you to think that we were great or whatever, but by the grace of God, what was 11 is now over 100 weekly. And what God is doing and how many souls have been won because he has been faithful and he's done the work and he's allowed for us to be used by him will never not blow our minds. This has been so, such a sweet time for us, and, and I, can't, I can't tell you how thankful we are to you. You as a church who believes in what God is doing in the next generation, you've given of your time to the leaders in this room. If you've served at any point in student ministry, thank you. Thank you so much for being consistent and pouring into and showing up when it was hard and looking at these crazy kids and just loving on them. Thank you so much to the parents in this room that trusted us to come alongside of you and lead your students towards Jesus. Thank you um, just for allowing for me to stand on this stage and to teach and to love and to point you to Jesus, and that has been our only hope in all it is that we've done. I want to just kind of fill you in on what God has been doing um, and, and how we just knew that it was the Lord, and throughout this process, uh, a few months before I came, before I even got that weird phone call um, from somebody from the table, um, we were being interviewed by this church in Longview, Texas, uh, and this church was great. It was a great church. We stepped into this church, and it was like, man, this is awesome, the, the way that they serve, the way that they love, they, like just who they were. It was just great. Their leadership, it was just like, man, yeah, like, 
this is awesome. And, and, and at the time, you know, like I said, my wife was pregnant and we were, you know, there were some other things going on in our family where we just like, we just didn't feel like we could leave this area. Our parents, both, both of our parents live here and my wife's grandparents live here. And so we just really felt like we couldn't, we couldn't leave this area that, that God was calling us to stay. And uh, we, but we said on this way back home, we were like, man, if this church was in the Metroplex, we would have said, yeah, we would have absolutely done it. We would have felt like the Lord would allow for us to step into that. And then the, this opportunity, this amazing opportunity at the table came and we just said yes and we walked in it and we did our best to serve the Lord. And then in about October of this last year, this past year, um, I was in the grocery store and um, I, uh, this dude like that I met in Longview that was the executive pastor of this church in Longview was in a grocery store right by my house. And I had remembered that I saw something that he had moved back to the area, but I didn't really put two and two together. And honestly, like I was, um, like the way that I ended that interview process after they offered me the job, like um, I didn't really share in great detail why I said no um, to them. And so like I'm, I'm the type of person that like, like, I feel like I owe that to people, and so I, you know, months later, I called their head pastor, and I never picked up the phone, thought to pick up the phone and call him, so I'm in Kroger, and he's shopping with his wife, and I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm, I take, I had a mask on, I was like, hey, I'm Wayne, I don't know if you remember me, he's like, he, like, butchered my last name, which really doesn't, like, people do that all the time, and it really isn't that hard, um, but it's fine, no, I'm, I'm not bitter about it, but he, um, like, I just began to just talk to him and tell him, um, why, you know, years ago that that didn't happen, and it was just so strange. Um, he looked at me, and he just said, hey, are you, are you feeling a transition? And I was like, who, what are you, what are you doing? Like, we're by the green beans, bro. Like, <laughs> like, like what, are you, what are you talking about? And I just, for the last year, you know, we've talked about how hard ministry has been, and it has been, and Life for all of us has been difficult. But for the last year, um, I, there's been a lot of things that I've really looked forward to for, for even for the last five years and before I was married and had kids. I always you know, wanted to have children and wanted to be able to coach them in sports and wanted to be able to be the dad who was just all in and always there. And as a student pastor, a lot of the things that you need to do and, and I love doing and is be there on the Tuesday night games and the Thursday night games and the, the Friday nights and the Saturdays, and when I was younger, I could do that. I remember in early in ministry, I had this kid who was the, the, the field goal kicker of the seventh grade B team. And if you know anything about the seventh, seventh grade football, there's not a lot of field goals, field goals kicked in seventh grade. And so really, he just had shoulder pads and a helmet and the equipment. And he, like, I remember just going to his games just because I knew, like, I was trying to build this relationship with him. And he would literally stand by the fence and we would talk and I would like at, during the games and I would just, the coaches didn't miss him because he wasn't going to play. And I just remember just talking with him and just building this friendship and this relationship and pointing him to Jesus. And it's a part of my job that I've loved. But honestly, like I'm in a season now where, you know, my kids are playing sports and I'm so excited to be a part of that. And I just, over the last year, I just felt torn as I was driving away from this place to go coach their, his, my oldest son's team. It's so excited about doing that and, and God using me in that way, but knowing that I couldn't give all of myself to this place and, or to this, this, this uh, space in ministry. And so it just began to kind of, just like the Lord began to like transition my heart. Just like, what else 
can I do? And what else would you call me to? And fast forward to this conversation in the grocery store. It just began this, this thing and this journey, and it was just crazy to sit down and talk. And, you know, he was at this church in Longview, and then fast forward, he's here in the Metroplex, and we find out that the church that he is on staff at is the one who launched the church in Longview. And we sit there and we talk, and I remember um, in this process of just them asking me if I would consider like interviewing and, and joining their staff, and I just remember talking to my wife as we are on our way back from dinner, and I just remember the Lord brought to my heart, he just said, remember six years ago, you, you guys said if this church was here, you would have said yes. And it was something that we never thought about or you know, never thought that we would think about again, and it was just something the Holy Spirit brought to our hearts and our minds. And in that moment, it was just like, man, I feel like this is what God has for us to do. And I'll tell you, that was not an easy decision. When we were heartbroken six years ago and that table called, we did not know how restorative it would be for us. We just thought we were going to go somewhere and serve and do what God has called us to do and put our head down and serve people and love people. And I had no clue that the guy who could finish a burger in less than a minute and a half would mean so much to me. Yeah, we're not going to make it 25 minutes. Bill, thank you. God has used you more than you will ever know in my life. I was pretty broken when I showed up here, pretty angry and bitter, and you just, you let me be me, and you were patient with me, you gave me opportunities to serve, and you poured into me, and you loved me, and I just appreciate it more than you'll ever know. <clears throat> I'm not going to do the whole staff, because I can't. Also, I don't like all of them. I'm just kidding. I had to break it up. Um, Melissa. I give Melissa a hard time. News, right? I think Melissa and I are... really similar. The greatest thing that I appreciate about you is your passion for people in the margins. And how much you love the Lord and know that he has called you to serve him in the capacity that you do. And I'll tell you there's, a, there's so many other, but the two of you have been just so, and I don't mean to sound selfish, but good for me and my family. 
and you've loved us, and you've cared for us, and you've been patient with us, and you've, you've I don't say this in, a, in any other way, but like you, you've, you've allowed to, yourself to learn from us in the last few years and all of the things that have gone on, and I'll just be honest, I know a lot of black people in ministry who left because their church wasn't for them, and I never felt that here. I always felt like I had people who were walking with me, who would sit with me, who would cry with me, who would talk with me, who would hear from me if we had a difference of opinion. I've never felt like I wasn't valued, we weren't valued, and so I thank you. This is going to be, this is difficult, and I know it. We told our boys this week, and you know, we have one son who, they're, they're both amazing, they're in the room, and they're not paying attention, so it's fine. We have one son who um, has a really gentle and kind heart. The other one could use your prayers. <laughs> we could all use your prayers. When we told him, our oldest got these big tears in his eyes. He said, I said, am I not going to see Pastor Bill anymore? And I was like, yeah, buddy, we'll still see him. Like, but I just know how different and difficult it's going to be. And it's not something that we're unaware of or we don't, or we're excited about. Honestly, we're not excited about that part of it. It's hard. It's tough. But we know that God is calling us to something else. And so just as we said yes five and a half years ago, we say yes today to walk out into what he has for us, to go towards the direction that he has for us, to serve him and his bride and to make him known in a different way. I'm not, it's a new space, I'm not going to work with students again. Um, I can never do that. I love our kids here too much. Um, and I am now officially too old, and hair is not coming back, and so there's it's time. To the students in this room, I love you, we love you, and we believe in you. And you are not the church of tomorrow, but today. And God sees you, and he's placed gifts and talents and value in you that no one can take away. If you have yet to say yes to Jesus, I would hope that you wouldn't tarry in that any longer. But you would have a rich understanding of his love for you. My only goal in Table Students, my only goal as I started this and as we complete it, is that every single person that walked in would understand what we believe to be true about Christ. And I obviously can't put it better than Scripture does, and so I want to read to you Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. This is the Apostle Paul's writing about us, our position in Jesus and his salvation. It says, once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is a spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. 
all of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by grace that you have been saved. For he has raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things he planned for us long ago. To our students, to this church, I've got nothing else to offer except for that. It's all I've ever had. It's Jesus crucified on the cross for your sins and mine. Because of his great love for us, not because um, of anything else, but because he loves you and me, Jesus died on the cross. He didn't stay dead, but he rose three days later, defeating both sin and death, so that any of us who believe in him could have life forever with him. My hope is that all of us would trust that and live our lives from that place, knowing that we have been loved and won by him. And as students and adults in this room, watching online, would have an understanding of, of this truth and that this truth would change the way that we live. As we step into what God has for us next, we love you. And we are so for you. And we will continue to pray. We will always be a part of this family. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for loving us. God, thank you for Jesus. Without him, God, none of us, none of us would be here, none of us would have hope. But because of you, Jesus, and the work that you did, and are continuing to do in us and through us, God, we have hope and it will last us forever. God, I thank you for allowing for me and my family to be a part of this place. God, I thank you for Bill and Melissa, the rest of this staff, and their heart for this community, their heart for students. God, I realize that you are in control of all of this and you know what is before us. And so my ask of you, God, 
so that whatever is next for the students in this church, God, that you would expand, you would expand the, their influence, God, that you would flood this place with more people and more students to hear of your goodness and your grace and your love and that the people here, the staff, the leaders, the, the partners here would tell people of your goodness, and your grace, and your love. God, that you would send someone in this next season that would carry the baton further and better than I ever could. Guided by your spirit, God, we just ask that you would just continue to bless this house. Thank you for letting us be a part of it. We love you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray.